Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, Championship Sunday is upon us, and it's time for another episode of The Football Betting Show, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by the legend, Brandon Lang. Thank you for tuning in, and please do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts from. Before we get started, let me remind you that the Super Bowl is right around the corner, and if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads to totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I can't wait to place bets on the props for the Super Bowl because last year, Brandon and I had great success with some of the novelty props like uh, the National Anthem and the Halftime Show and things like that. Those are the type of things that you can find on Bet Online. But let's get into Championship Sunday. A quick recap of the divisional round. A uh, little three-in-one weekend for myself. Uh, however, my one loss was your big win. So I will give you props on the 100 dimer on the Buffalo Bills that you had on the website on BrandonLang.com that you were right on that one. I was wrong on that one, but... Listen, you told me to be careful with the Rams, and I said, get off my face. And the Packers did the same thing to them. And then we had everything go down with the other two games. Uh, I feel okay. I'm going to say is this. As much as the Rams dominated, as much as the Packers dominated the game, Rams still had the ball down seven on their own 30 with 12 minutes to go in the game. And... The first play of that drive, Goff threw it about 160 miles an hour to a <laughs> slot receiver eight yards in front of him. Next down, they got sacked. That was the end of that drive. So, um, got a little dicey there. Um, I Again, Lamar Jackson wasn't going to beat Buffalo. Uh, I said Cleveland was the right side of the game. So, it wouldn't surprise me if Casey blew them out. But um, the back door was going to be open. And, obviously, Mahomes went down and, and Cleveland covered. Um I've said all week, anybody who had Tampa Bay, uh, Valentine's Day's coming up. Make sure you go on social media and get Jared Cook's address. Make sure you send him plenty of flowers, um, <laughs> lots of chocolate, lots of thank you cards. Because everybody wants to go off on how poorly Drew Blurries played. And my take on that is, Everything that happened after the Jared Cook fumble is irrelevant to what Drew Brees had done up to that point. He overcame the the, the interception uh, that set him up first and goal at the three. He took the first drive of the third quarter, went right through him, touchdown. Defense gets a stop. Here he comes again. He's taking him right through him again. They're going to be up two scores by either 23-13 or 27-13. Gun to my head. I say they're going to score again. They just had that rhythm. They just had they they just made some adjustments and they just had that rhythm. And at 2713, because when that fumble happened, there was about a buck thirty left. So let's say Cook secures it the way he's supposed to. Receivers coach teaches you when you go across the middle in the NFL and you got a defender trailing, what's the number one thing you do? 
you tuck that thing away right away. He didn't. So let's say he goes down at the 37. If they kick the field goal or they score a touchdown, there's probably 12 minutes to go in the game. You're going to need Brady to come back from 10 down or 14 down against that defense that he hadn't hadn't driven the length of the field all game long for a touchdown, two field goals. So that, and then everything that happened after that, because so for sake of argument, if they kick a field goal there and they go up 23-13, let's say Brady puts a drive together. Let's say they go down and they score and it's 23-20. I'd venture to say there's six minutes to go in the game. Now when Drew Brees takes the field, he's not having to win the game. He's not having to go score to win the game. He just needs to pick up first downs and move the chains. So now you got Camara factoring in a little different, and the play calling is completely different than Cook fumbles. They score 20-20. They picked up one first down, then they punted. Brady took him on a nice drive, kicked a field goal, 23-20, and now Brees took the field having to win the game, and that's when the next two mistakes played, and they said he played like garbage. He did his job. Jared Cook just saw to it that, you know what? I don't want to go to Green Bay. It's too cold up there. I don't like the snow. I'm not a big fan of the snow. I hate the snow. And Michael Thomas and him got together before the game and said, hey, Mike, you know if we go up to Green Bay, you're all banged up, first of all. I could see him sitting in the locker room right next to one another. Mike, you're banged up, man. You're banged up. I mean, what you, you haven't surgery, what, on Tuesday? Nobody knows about? So, bro, you haven't surgery on Tuesday. You're all banged up. Do you really want to go up to Green Bay and we're going to freeze our asses off up there? We can't beat that dude up there. You know that. We can't play outdoors. So, listen, you make sure you get no catches. Get open like maybe a couple times so they throw to you a couple times, but you just make sure you get no catches. And then if there's a critical part in the game, I'll make sure I do my job so we can get on vacation earlier. You know, I got some hoes and some coke and some ecstasy. I'm going to Cabo. I got a, a big old house at Cabo. Me and the hoes, we're going to take it deep. So I'll make sure I take care of that part of it, but you just make sure you don't do nothing. I mean, I know you're getting about $100 million. And I know that's you know that that's cool, but you you can't do nothing. I'll take care. I'll will t- take care. Of make sure we lose. And that's it. That's it. And so congratulations, the Bucks hung in there. Tom Brady now eighteen and zero straight up in the playoffs in his career when he wins the turnover battle. That's a huge there you go. huge number. Uh, before so, we get into our analysis of this week's games, let's throw out some trends here, Brandon. Uh, how about this? Since the 1980s season, there have been 80 conference championship games. The straight-up winner in those 80 conference championship games, 69-10-1 against the spread. So if you're picking a team to win this game, like a favorite, maybe you're picking Green Bay or Kansas City, you're going to take them to cover the spread because the straight-up winner has covered the spread 69 times out of 80. Now, you want to get wow. into individual games here. The number one seeds in the AFC, 14-5 and five straight up, 10-9 and nine against the spread. Number one teams from the NFC, 17-9 and nine straight up, but only 13-12-1 against the spread. And another interesting nugget here uh, that the teams who are seeking revenge like they lost to the team that they're playing in the regular season, right? 14 and 20 straight up, 12, 21 and one against the spread. So the team that beat them the first time beats them the second time. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it happened last year. Mm-hmm. 
It happened last year. The, the Niners absolutely abused Green Bay in the first meeting last year. And I said, and I made, I made the Niners 150 dimer. And I said, it's the same players. It's the same personnel. There's no new players. Nobody got signed. It's the same guys. What makes you think if they couldn't go out to San Francisco and beat them then, what makes you think they're going to go out to San Francisco and beat them now? And they got, you know, it was down 27, nothing to have. So the difference here is, and, and we'll segue right into the first game of, of the two, is it's at Lambeau. And I, I know that makes a little bit of a difference from a, a weather standpoint. Rogers playing there and Tampa being from Tampa. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, um, I'm just, and this may be my downfall, but the Saints are a real defense. The Saints are a top five defense, and we're a top five defense all year long. And they played like it. They are a beast. I'm just not sold on Green Bay's defense. And yeah, they've been better, but they've been better against the offenses that they face. So it's very easy to get hyped about a defense when they haven't faced an offense that's going to test them. Um, Mitchell Trubisky sure isn't going to test them. Jared Goff with a bad thumb isn't going to test them. Um, backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars isn't going to test them. Um, so now they're facing a team and a quarterback and weapons that are going to test them. And, and, and again, the key is going to be the running game. If you give Brady a running game, first meeting in that 38-10, which, by the way, was another – that was my best bet on Sunday. And in that game, Tampa Bay was plus three at home. Um, by now, everybody knows – Green Bay was up 10 nothing, and Aaron threw a pick six. And then the next possession, another pick. Next thing you know, it's 14-10. Um, at the end of the day, they ran for about a buck 60 in that 38-10 win. And I think Bruce Arians knows the key to, to, to winning is getting Tom Brady in play action. And if you do, it, it's going to be trouble. I think Green Bay is going to have success mm -hmm. just because Aaron's that good. But – Todd Bowles played a lot of zone in that first meeting. And for whatever reason, Aaron Rodgers is not as effective against zone as he is man-to-man. -man. And I think you're going to see a similar scheme. So for me, uh, I'm not going to go against Tom Brady getting points. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to take the Bucks plus three and a half. I, I just I – can't, I can't pass up Tom Brady as an underdog. I just can't do it. I know how good Aaron Rodgers has been. I know how good Green Bay has been. But I will force Green Bay's defense to show me – that they can stop this Tampa Bay team, which, by the way, is so much better offensively now than they were back when they faced mm -hmm. them when they beat them 38-10. All right, so here's a couple of extra nuggets uh, before I give you my play here. If you're looking at just teams that won the regular season matchup and then play again in the postseason, not talking about championship games. Teams that won the first meeting in the playoffs are 55 and 39 in postseason matchups. That's 58 and a half percent straight up in those games. Uh, and we know that the Bucs dominated the Packers in Tampa Bay the first game. Uh, David Bakhtiari not playing, obviously, for the Packers. He's been out. He's going to remain out, done for the year. Uh, Antonio Brown not going to play for the Bucs, but that's not a big loss because he's not that involved in the offense. Uh, you know, he, he is a little bit of a safety valve, maybe, but I don't think that that's a big loss here. Here's the key matchup. And Wait, Antonio Brown is out? Antonio Brown is out. Wow. You think that's a big thing? You think that's yeah, a big loss? I think it is. He stretches the field. He works stuff underneath. I think that's a huge loss for them. Wow. 
He only played twenty. Okay. He only played twenty-seven snaps against the Saints. Yeah, but still, I mean, wow. Okay, go ahead. Twenty-seven snaps. That's it. And and you know, okay, you know, listen. They still have Godwin. They still have Evans. They still have Gronk. They still have Brait. They still have Scotty Miller, and they have Ty Johnson, who had a huge catch in that Saints game, that 15-yard uh, like incredible catch that Joel Buck said was the best catch he ever saw. Uh, um, and the Bucks also get defensive tackle Vita Vey back in this game, active, activated off injured reserve. That is a huge addition. So I get Vita Vey back in that defense that was number one in the NFL against the Rush, and the Packers don't have, you know, arguably their best offensive lineman in David Bakhtiari. Very interesting. Now, here's the matchup that I say is going to be the most important one in this in this game. Power success rate. Now you're asking, Scott, what's power success rate? Well, I'll tell you that. Power success rate is the percentage of runs on third or fourth down with two yards or less to go. And those results in either a first down or a touchdown, right? If you're at the goal line, okay? So it also includes first and goal, second and goal, whatever. As long as you're within the two-yard line, it's measured in power success rate. So I'll repeat that for people that don't follow. The power success rate of a team measures how successful you are on runs of two yards or less to go, either to achieve a touchdown or to achieve a first down in the most critical situations like third down or fourth down, okay? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the number one team in the NFL in power success rate. On the opposite side of the football, the Green Bay Packers are the 31st ranked defense in yards before contact allowed per rushing attempt. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that if there's a key third down or a fourth down play where it's third and short or fourth and short, or the Buccaneers have the ball at the goal line, they're going to get the yardage. Because they're the number one team in the NFL at getting that yardage. And the Packers are the worst team in the NFL in getting into the backfield and stopping a rusher when he only has two or three yards to go. Leonard Fournette could get a goal line touchdown. Ronald Jones ran the ball well. He's getting healthier. As much as I think the Packers are going to win this game, and I thought that they're the play all week, Packers, 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 I think the move here, Brandon, is to take the points and go with plus three and a half. It's over that magic number of three, plus three and a half with the Buccaneers. You dug deep this week. I dug. That's deep. impressive. Do you know why I dug deep this week? Because that's impressive. The, the reason why I dug deep this week is because I was on the Packers, and and whenever I whenever I'm on a team, and I and I need to be talked off of it. I have to dig deep in research. And I'm saying, why? Like, like, why do I love the Packers so much? Is it just because it's Aaron Rodgers and it's at home and he's never played a conference championship game at Lambeau and he's the MVP and he's going to win? That's not good enough to handicap this game. So I got to dig deep here and find out what it is about this team. Like, why is it only a field goal spread? Why is it three and a half? You would think that everybody in, and their mother would be betting the Packers. And as we speak right now, we record this podcast here on this Friday afternoon, I can tell you right now that 65% of the money is on the Green Bay Packers. 57% of the tickets are on the Green Bay Packers. 
The public loves the Packers. So I got to find a reason why I should back the Bucks, and I found that reason, and it's the power success rushing game. And I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the three and a half points. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Make sure you attach all that data um, to the chocolates and the flowers you send Jared Cook. <laughs> Just make sure you include that, okay? With some, with a couple shemale, shemale porn, black shemale porn magazines. Make sure you send all that to him and say from a fan, all, all right. right? We'll get back into the championship Sunday preview in just a moment here, but I want to let you know that with a new year comes tons of new big games in all sports. And with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, you get free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you can try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor like mac and cheese melts and shrimp wrapped in bacon. I'll eat anything wrapped in bacon, by the way. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home satisfaction, guaranteed, or your money back. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Now, now this game, I've had a harder time kind of trying to talk myself off of it. The Kansas City Chiefs right now laying a field goal against the Buffalo Bills. Brandon, the Chiefs have not covered since they beat the Jets the day after Thanksgiving. They are 0-8-1 against the spread since that game. We talked about it last week. The reason why the Browns were the right side of the game is because the, the Chiefs have been playing with fire every single week with these one-possession games, and in the postseason, that's going to come back to bite you. And against this Buffalo Bills team, which you could argue is the most complete team in the NFL, it could come back to bite them. Mahomes, the concussion, I'm not worried about the concussion. He's playing, and there's reports out there that it wasn't even a concussion. It was like a nerve issue in his neck, but because he answered a question wrong in his screening in the locker room, they wouldn't let him back into the game. The, the injury that I'm concerned about with Mahomes is the turf toe issue. That toe was clearly, clearly impacting him last game against the Cleveland Browns. And the number one ability that Patrick Mahomes has is his scrambling ability. Not the ridiculous arm, not his decision-making. It's scrambling. That's how he makes these plays. He buys himself time. If his toe is not 100% and he's hobbling, I think this Bill's pass rush is going to be able to get to him. And I think Josh Allen's going to be able to make the plays with his legs to keep this one close. I just think this is a coin flip game. And if you're giving me points in a coin flip hey. game... I'll take the points. You're yawning because you you, you obviously disagree with me. But I, I think I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the field goal. I'm going to buy the hook to get it to three and a half. And I'm just going to go with points here on Championship Sunday. Sometimes you have to take a step back and process a team. Lost in the shuffle of their win and non-cover last week. 
was their defense made plays when they had to and still held Cleveland to 17 points. Impressive. No one's talking about that. No one's saying a word about their well, defense. Well, Cleveland should have had seven more points with the fumble at the goal uh, line. Oh, okay. And I mean, I should have checked the Adams apple of that supermodel I met in San Francisco who had a 12-inch cock. Okay, I get it. That you could you could eight time thousand times say that a million times. But the fact of the matter is their defense made plays. Got it? Mm-hmm. In a game of this magnitude, there's one thing that trumps everything. And what is that one thing? It's one word. Trumps everything. What is it? Starts with an E. Experience. So you look at Buffalo. You look at the quarterbacks they've played since they lost to this Chiefs team 26-17. Look at the offenses that they've played since they lost to this Chiefs team 26-17. Um, for me, looking at this game, Chiefs had just lost to the Raiders. First loss of the year. Went to Buffalo the next week. Beat them 26-17. But within that was the fact that they ran for 251 yards on Buffalo. If Buffalo doesn't stop the run and they have to commit an eighth guy to the box, it's over. And this, the Chiefs offense is going to do what the Chiefs offense does. Example and a reference, see what Phillip Rivers did in the fourth quarter of the wild card round. That's what Buffalo's going to see the whole game. Mahomes, turf toe or not. So for me, the matchup that determines the game, I'm going to shove my chips all in with a defensive coordinator that beat the 18-0 Patriots with that kind of playoff experience. And they're going to they're going to win and cover this game. I just think Buffalo is a year away. I don't like what I saw in the fourth quarter against the Colts. I would have liked to, unless I had Buffalo big on Saturday, I would have liked to seen how the game would have, I'm such a sick individual. I would have liked to seen how the game played out 10, 10. If Lamar didn't throw the pick six, I know wind had a lot to do with it, but each round you go in the playoffs, you're playing a better team. Um, you're not playing Phillip Rivers. You're not playing Lamar Jackson. You're playing Patrick Mahomes, even on one leg. He's the best quarterback you're going you're gonna to see. I think it's been a great year for Buffalo. I really do. But this is a massive step up for them. And if Josh Allen and Buffalo go in here and play the game of their life and beat the defending chaps and Andy Reid, who showed me on the fourth and one call to win the game, this Chiefs team does not flinch. And look what they did late in the year. They went into Tampa Bay and blew them out. They went into New Orleans and figured out how to win. So, yeah, sure, they play close games, but let's make sure we're clear on something. All I basically need them to do here is win. Because I'm pretty confident the team that wins this game is the team that covers this game. And I just do not see Buffalo going in here with that defense that, that has trouble stopping the run 
stepping up and beating Andy Reid in Kansas City with all those weapons. This is the most diversified offense that the Buffalo Bills defense will have seen all year long. And that secondary for the Bills can be had. Good luck with that pick. I'm not as crazy about this as I am with the Saints over Tampa mm. Bay. Again, that was all that was all Jared Cook and nothing else. You know what's interesting? This game here, I will I will go swinging for the fences here with a team that just that just wins football games. That's you all know, they do. You, you My- know, to go along with this, to go along with this, uh, and you might be talking me off this Bills play. Uh, you mentioned the Bills secondary. You realize the Bills are bottom five in the NFL in yardage allowed to tight ends. I've watched. Listen, I've watched them play all year. You don't understand. Like I'm Travis, Travis, Travis Kelsey might have a fucking field day here. Mike Gazeki, well, Mike Gazeki had 130 yards against them. Darren Waller had 88. Noah Fant 60, 68. Uh, Travis Kelsey could easily get 100 yards and a touchdown in this game. Well, listen, Hardman, Watkins, Tyreek Hill, tight ends. Running backs out of the backfield, Mahomes. I mean, the, the, this is a tough team to defend. Good run for Buffalo. Nice win over the Colts. Got a little dicey there in the fourth quarter. All right. The wind helped negate Lamar Jackson being able to throw the football. These are the defending champs in their house with the most diversified offense that gashed you for 250 the first meeting this year. There you go. Yeah, I might just you might have just talked me off of uh, Buffalo. Maybe maybe go uh, maybe go money line with the Chiefs and don't even worry about the spread. I I like that to already bet it. Yeah, and the other thing here on the on the NFC, a good play might be Packers in the first half and then Bucks live or Bucks in the second half. Because if you look at the point trends of both of these teams. Packers dominate games early, Bucks dominate games late. And the Packers blow leads and they give up a lot of points in the fourth quarter and the Bucks are one of the best if not the best in the NFL in fourth quarter scoring. So, you know, that's something to keep keep a uh, keep an eye on, maybe Packers early, Bucks late or you know, Bucks live or something like that. Well, I will I will, I will tell you this. This is this is his uh you know, to, to to have won six Super Bowls in a row, to have the the twenty five three and two mark, number one in the world, to be the the, the Super Bowl guru, um, I'm I'm pretty stressed out because the, the last six Super Bowls have been a little dicey. There haven't been any blowouts, so just kind of kind of making my way through the minefield of hitting the last six is is unbelievable. And if Tampa um, wins, Brandon, they'll be the first team to ever play the Super Bowl in their home stadium in front of what's being reported today as 22,000 fans in Tampa. Well, I, will tell you, I will tell you this. If Tampa Bay goes to the Super Bowl, I've already been promised a ticket to the Super Bowl. Okay. So B. Lang is going to his first Super Bowl of his life um, because in this Super Bowl streak, I've never gone. So it's, you know, I got a, I got a little skin in the game, if you will. But it's, it's a listen. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, I feel good about uh, how I've how we've broken these games down for everybody. Um, and, and that's it. Uh, college basketball, I uh, hit my biggest play of the year, 75 dimer Wednesday night, uh, St. Bonaventure. Talk about, talk about this game real quick. At St. Bonaventure, 75 dimer. They're minus two and a half over VCU. They're down 40, 25 at the half. Now they got a, they got a squad. They got this guy, Omi, 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 Omi. He's like, uh, as freshmen, Omi, Omi, G, 
Kyle Lofton, Dominique Welch, and there's one other. They've, they've been together since freshman. And three of the four started as freshmen. All four started as sophomore. They're all juniors this year. Bonnie's good. Bonnie's, Bonnie's really good. Keep an eye on St. Bonaventure going forward. But playing at home, uh, six and one out of the box, um, down 40-25 at the half. Uh, biggest college play of the year loses. They come out and start the second half on a 16-3 run and wipe out the 15-point deficit by the first TV under 15 timeout. Game stays 2-4-2-4-2-4 till there's 9-28 to go, at which point St. Bonaventure closes the game on a 16-1 run and wins the game going away 70-54. How about that? So that leads into everybody's been waiting for it. 150 dime winner, number 12 in a row. And I have found a college basketball game on Saturday. And brother, we are locked and loaded. So that's the big news for Saturday. 150 dime or number 12 in a row, college hoop. And uh, let the games begin on Sunday, my brother. All right, bro. Good luck. Talk to you next week. All right. All right. Be good. Later, dude. All right. There it is. The breakdown of Championship Sunday from Brandon Lang and myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Football Betting Show brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever. And if you stay subscribed, you might be in for a treat because once football season's over, the show doesn't stop. The football betting show may end, but maybe there's a March Madness betting show. Maybe something else on the horizon. Stay subscribed to the channel. And you'll be the first to find out. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Sadenberg. A reminder, you can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Thank you so much for tuning in, and good luck here on Championship Sunday. We'll talk to you before the big game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.